Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are attacking Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And we are again joined today by Rick and Julia Ingham from Mad Max Minute. Welcome, guys. Oh, thank you for having us again. Yeah. Uh, This is... (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm just... This is another great minute that I'm excited to be here for. (laughs) I think this whole week that you guys are here for is is a great and, each yeah, each minute is great. Yeah, it's we're a nice little. We're so lucky. And, I know every get... minute needs to get talked about, but you know <laughs> some are better than others, and <laughs> um, we got and you some guys, good minutes. And you guys really got like a tight three minute chunk where it really works as a three minute chunk. It's like okay, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen, and this is it happening, and then it wraps up. And yeah, so it's like, it, it, it ends, it's pretty perfect. This week ends like perfectly, honestly. One of the few times. Yes. <laughs> uh, but today we are discussing minute 69, which begins nice. with Sebastian telling Sebastian to, or tell, Sebastian telling Scuttle to find a way to stall that wedding. And it ends with birds flying down to the wedding ship. This minute features Scuttle gathering several animals to help stall the wedding the evil Vanessa kicking Max as she and Eric walk down the aisle, the minister beginning the ceremony, and Vanessa smiling maliciously at the sunset. I say evil because I I'm a say, dog person, that's... and I I also wrote down in my notes, she is evil, she is evil, she is evil. <laughs> if, if you didn't know she was evil, <laughs> seeing her kick Max like that, and like, okay, that's a bad person. She is evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not really a dog person, but... She's still evil for kicking the dog. Like you don't kick animals. Yeah, like like I don't care if you're you know a pet owner or not. It's like no, that's a bad move. Yeah, yeah. especially with the heel of her heel. Also, the sound effect is real intense on that. And it's... then and then Max's whine afterwards. Oh, mm-hmm. I hate this moment so badly. But now we've talked about it, so we don't have to bring it up again. Okay, cool. Um, so let's talk about. What's happening? So should we start with Scuttle's stuff? Flounder's stuff? We have a few The wedding we stuff? Do, we, we have like three separate locations to be dealing with. Because it kind of goes back and forth a lot. So we can't really just go. I don't think it should it should work going through the minute chronologically. Mm-hmm. I think we have to talk about Scuttle's stuff. Yeah, the, the different areas. Ariel and Flounder and, and the wedding. So Ariel and Flounder, I feel like there's the least. Okay. It's just like one cutaway to them, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. In, but in this, this is this is where the deleted scene would have happened. Okay. So oh. we talked about yesterday about the barrels and they were filled with gunpowder. Um, this is why. Okay. So there used so to there's a deleted scene about this. There's a deleted scene. And Glut, the shark from the very beginning of the movie. You remember uh-huh. Glut? Yeah. Okay. Of course I remember He tried Glut. to amb- ambush Ariel and Flounder while they were on their way to the They were going to bring that shark back oh 60 God. minutes later? Yes. Yes. And while while he was attacking them, Flounder was going to get a second wind and like be able to like trick Glut <laughs> and bait him into chasing Flounder. Okay. So bait Glut into chasing him, Flounder. 
with the gunpowder barrel. Okay. And then Glett would bite the barrel, and this part makes no sense. Glett would bite the barrel, and then be as as he gets as he bites it, he's gonna get caught in the explosion of the gunpowder in the middle of the ocean. Oh my goodness! They were gonna explode the shark. This is very Jaws. My this gosh. is like, that, that's like like straight out of Jaws. Oh also, my goodness! Like Glut bites down violent. on the barrel, and then out of nowhere, Roy Scheider shows up with a gun. He's like, "Smile, you son of a!" But like, I mean, sharks have famously flaming teeth um, <laughs> <laughs> to ignite this gunpowder because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no reason, like gunpowder doesn't. Gunpowder does not ignite based on impact. It ignites based on flame. Like it, it means heat. If they were going to bring back Glut, I would want him to come back and be like, hey, Ariel and Flounder, I know last time we met, I was like just really aggressive, but I spent all that time stuck in that anchor and I really got to thinking and I want to apologize. And then he notices that they are struggling to get to the boat and he's like, you know what? Let me help you. Yeah. Let me just give you a ride. I thought you were going to say. I'm really into that. Yeah, I, I like that. Or I thought it was going to be that um, Flounder is struggling to like propel effectively. And so then Glut shows up. And he's like, I get him to chase me. I can get the rope tangled in his teeth. And then I can I can have him chase me to the boat. Because if I'm not pulling the barrel, I can outrun Glut. And if he's pulling the barrel, then it'll go faster. Oh, I, it bothers me that Glut doesn't have the ability to speak like other sea creatures do. I'm trying to remember in general if sharks speak in the animated series. Here's the thing. Mammals cannot, like marine mammals cannot speak in the series. So dolphins, dolphins don't speak so, and neither do whales. So I can't remember if in the animated series, I don't, I can't remember if there is an actual shark. I'm sure there is. But there are these shark people. The Sharkanians. The Sharkanians. <laughs> oh which my are goodness. like shark mermaid people. Except it's all shark. Yes. Like it's just sharks with arms. But the, yeah, sharks with arms. And and like actual faces. But, but well, like kind of faces. Weird. Like it's mostly sharky faces. So they speak. But I can't remember if we actually see other sharks like glut. I'm sure throughout the series there's more of them. Probably. But no, it's, there's it's there's killer nice whales, that... there's dolphins, and those can't speak. But I can't remember about sharks. also seahorses can't speak. Giant seahorses. The that's right. The giant seahorse because small seahorse in this in this movie. Yeah, he's yeah. Harold. Yeah, we call we call him Harold the Harold. Excellent. Um, it's just um, nice that later on in the Disney canon of movies, you get Finding Nemo, where you have what it uh, it's uh, Chum, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, Chum, Bruce, and Anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anchor. Yeah. Like they're nice uh, sharks. Yeah. So there there's some shark they're redemption. Trying to be nice. Sharks. Not I would I I would hesitate to call it shark apologetics, but <laughs> um, maybe a little bit. Um yeah. I'm glad they deleted it. I don't think it's necessary. No. You can just have no. Flounder like working really hard and it's like, yeah, he makes it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's a stretch of the imagination, but that's why we're all here. So it's okay. <laughs> It's it's not the biggest stretch I've made this whole movie. No, no, it's definitely not. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else on Ariel and Flounder? They're, Quick, they're swimming. They're gonna make it. Flounder Quick side note about strength. sharks and speaking. 
in Finding Nemo, the shark chum, he's voiced by Bruce Spence, who was in the Mad Max movies. Really? Yeah. How do you not know that? Connections. Everything's connected. Oh my goodness. Um, I wanted to say that Flounder has super strength. Because he's just moving along. Yeah, also how is he hanging in that rope? He's that just doesn't make sense. Exactly. No, none of it makes any sense. It's yeah, the power no, of friendship and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. yeah, there's no good explanation for it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he's, he's gonna being gonna a good it. friend and he's going to make it. Yep. And he is out of breath, but he's like, I'm going to make it. And he's like, <laughs> we're almost there. You're not almost there, Flounder. <laughs> Flounder? So the the way Flounder speaks, right? It sounds like there's a certain volume of saliva in his mouth as though he's recently eaten something with cream cheese in it. Right? If you think about how he's speaking, there's some sort of like, I'm going to make it. And he's like a little bit out of breath, but not necessarily because of working hard. He's out of breath because like, there's just stuff in his throat. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I do. I don't know if I would I, necessarily think, I think cream I cheese, but I know what I, I know it, what you mean. Somehow it evokes cream cheese to me, like the thickness of cream cheese. Right, like dairy, like coats your mouth and your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Flounder has recently consumed some dairy, or like a cheesecake. <laughs> okay, and and it's like, yeah, I'm huffing and puffing, but not exclusively because of exertion. It is also partially because of diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about Flounder and Ariel? No, I. No. I think the boat, and Let's then go we go to the, the wedding ship, and then we'll get to the big stuff with Scuttle. Yeah. Okay. Um, weirdly anachronistic costuming for most of the wedding guests. Yeah, they're not. The fashion is not lining up with with the other fashion that we've seen throughout the movie, and where we and the fashion that we think would happen at yeah. the time period. We, we, we pegged is. this into the 1870s. Just based mm. on everything that we see. It's been, it has been some hard work um, to get it there, but we're pretty sure we're going with 1870s, 1880s, maybe the late 1860s. Um, and most of these people look like they dress like 14th century peasants and like lesser nobles. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels off. Um, and particularly I think of that because one of the people that's in the background as they walk down the aisle looks like the girl from the black cauldron princess Aelin <laughs> we haven't watched it in a long time <laughs> um, but when I when I see her in this I was like that looks like the black cauldron female lead princess <laughs> yeah the the forgotten Disney princess yes um I wrote that down too because you keep telling me every single time we watch. Like, the is show, that is that is that her? It looks like her. I think. Oh, is she the look- one in the dub in the pink and maroon. Yes, yeah, yeah. Hair. and that's like the it's got like the color scheme that she has is like the yeah. pink and maroon and the blonde hair, and so oh, that's, that's the main like, thing that uh, makes me think of it. That's like the thing in Frozen where Rapunzel and Flynn showed up, Show up. going into we, the castle. We, we get another moment like this in yeah. Tomorrow's Minute. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit oh. more, and so like it's not unheard of to have these crossovers, but. It is kind of weird to have one from Black Cauldron because nobody thinks about Black Cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't Black Cauldron take place in closer to the Yeah, the like 1400s? Black Cauldron is like yeah, that's like old like medieval times, right? Yeah. 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 And and so seeing her, I was like, that feels very out of place for this time. But but like the big hair on some of the people and the type of facial hair. 
that several of the men are sporting. I was like, this feels out of place in in yeah. most of this fashion. There's like, also Eric a mustache more- that feels decidedly 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's actually uh, well, standing you know, right sense. behind the black cauldron princess that I can't remember her name. <laughs> I mean, that could be just be mustache. That could just be inspired by the crew that was working on this because yeah, the they guy who animated crazy. it had that mustache and put it in there. I say he looks like one of the Beatles from Yellow Submarine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, Alan Menken had some pretty '80s hair, like like almost mullety hair. Oh, he definitely um, had a ooh. mullet. I mean, I didn't want definitely. to call it a mullet, but like it was much, definitely a mullet. Um, he wouldn't do that now. Because no. Alan Menken's a classic guy. But at the mm-hmm. time, being, you know, an artist in music, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty reasonable to do something like that with his hair. Um, when he kept that all the way through, like, at least through Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You know, Anyways. fashion. <laughs> fashion. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so we have Vanessa and Eric going down the aisle together. Unusual, but clearly she doesn't have a father to be walking. Shouldn't Grimsby be doing that though? At the very least. Yeah. And Eric should be waiting for her at the end. You know, typical wedding traditions. And as they're going down the aisle, first you see them, you see them from like straight on, straight on from the minister's perspective, more or less. And the people as they walk by are bowing their heads. Mm -hmm. And then you see them from the profile right before she's evil at like the most evil. Anyways, um, (laughs) you see her from the profile and it seems like, they all are, just have their heads bowed. Maybe it waved in front of them. Like, it's it's the wave. It doesn't necessarily have to match their movement. Okay. It, you know, it accelerated. Yeah. Okay. Plus, they can't look directly at royalty. Like, what good is a cat? What good is a social caste system if you don't abide <laughs> by it? You don't look the prince directly in the eye. Come on. Also, we super don't know who any of these people are or how they were close enough <laughs> I, at, on a day's notice like less than a day's like, yeah, like less than a day it's like okay wedding is in the afternoon uh get ready yeah you know all those women and probably a fair few of the men were pretty ticked off that they didn't have a chance to like order wedding clothes mm-hmm. that they had to pull yeah, something off the rack are they just townspeople maybe they or might are be. they like just outside royalty super low-key so yeah. he doesn't know. seem to have a court that yeah, like, just hang around, you know, in a I French so style. Based on the book, and I've mentioned this before, sorry, listeners, but based <laughs> on the book that I've been reading, uh, or I read, um, he, 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 like, his parents still, like, own, like, the majority of the kingdom, and then, like, their separate ca- palaces, they handed out to the, the siblings. Yeah, so he's got, like, a territory in the kingdom. So it seems like Grimsby's just kind of like his chaperone. Chaperone. Yeah. So it's it's a weird setup. Don't know who all these people are. They okay. all seem like old. So it's not <laughs> his friends. It's definitely like his parents' friends or the people that Grimsby could round up. Yeah. Are the, these the, Grimsby's that drinking full of sailors for his <laughs> whatever party? I like the idea of of them being the villagers because. Yeah, he seemed to be very comfortable going out to the village and people didn't seem to be like fawning all over him or making yeah. things awkward and super formal. So I like to think that, that he has a good relationship with his subjects, especially this idea of him just having like 
is it called a principality or am I just making up that definition of principality? But like this little territory that's all mm -hmm. his. Yeah, I think that would be, I mean, I think that's a, it sounds like a fair term to me. Yeah. Um, He's a yeah, prince. And, it's his territory. And so we'd call these the, the fancy people of the town. Yeah. Maybe the um, usher, the upper echelon, the ones yeah. who had clothing appropriate to go to a yeah. wedding. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which it doesn't seem like a big town. So it seems kind of surprising that there are so many people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like we're going with it. And then you have to call up this minister last yeah. minute. So he's probably in the town, right? Yeah. But especially for for like the royalty, they get to just say like, minister, come on. Yeah. Now, yeah. I did a little bit of reading around and more than one resource called him not just a minister, but an, a specific bishop. And it's the hat. So I yeah. went on media and I counted a list of like nine major religions of the world that have bishops as a level of leadership. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to throw my estimate around that he is a Catholic bishop, but where this he's... is what? Netherlands? Uh that's kind of like iffy. That. We we have had some so debates. Like mainland <laughs> Europe. Yeah. Sort of thing. Like Definitely it could European. also be a Lutheran bishop or a Methodist yeah. bishop. Oh, yeah. I and I don't know. Do seem rather Catholic, but that's, I agree. Yeah. Um that's what seems like the most likely. Um you know, just with like the the coloring and the shapes that he's dealing with and everything. It's like, okay, that seems like most likely that's going to be a Catholic bishop. Yeah. Um, but that's getting into some, you know, pretty refined details. We'd have to get Father Mowry on to like really clear this sort of stuff. <laughs> up. No, we're, we're definitely getting the, him the on movie... when we do Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, he's oh, very oh my gosh. goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Father Mowry. <laughs> chaplain to the movies by minutes community um <laughs> he would be the one i mean I, we should just message him before next week and, and try to like get it cleared up and see if he can specify um because i also don't know time frames for like sometimes based on the era they would mm -hmm. be dressed slightly differently and so is this consistent with well, a bishop in the 1880s and, yeah there's a bunch of subsections to cath catholicism because you get Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Oriental mm -hmm. Orthodox, and yeah. Anglican. Yeah, and so not sure what we're dealing with. We know it's it's like theoretically Denmark, but also like things track a lot more Mediterranean for all of this. Yeah, um, I definitely get it, Mediterranean vibes. It's, it's the Disney verse. Yeah, <laughs> it's where <laughs> Denmark is in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Well, when the globe is shaped like Mickey. <laughs> things are just close to other things and in our world in our globe they're not close to yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. on a mickey shaped globe denmark um, is right next to the mediterranean yeah it's very yeah it, it's conveniently adjacent <laughs> uh still on the subject of the minister bishop mm -hmm. person uh he he starts the the ceremony, ceremony that's the word thank you and he said, talks, he's saying, do you, Eric, take, mm -hmm. and he points at Vanessa when, when he, he says yeah, Eric. He's, he's real old. <laughs> I always, that always made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a small guy. He, like, misses him up. Gosh. Eric, 
is by far the most hypnotized man I have ever seen. And it genuinely bothers me that none of these other people that have known Eric for years look at him with his thousand yard stare. And honestly, his expression, I would describe it as constipated. (laughs) Something is wrong with Eric. Yeah. And so he's got this um, light in his eyes and it's easy to say that, oh, it's the sunset in his eyes, but the sun is setting behind them. It's not yeah, the sunset. Yeah, so it's not. It's magic. Yeah, so it's not the sunset. I I mean, this is what you get when the lower class can't look at royalty, right? Yeah. They never notice when, <laughs> so this goes back to something you said, right? Like maybe this was Vanessa's in, insisting that it's like, they can't look us in the eye. They can't look us in the eye. <laughs> Maybe she comes in and she's like, Eric, they are beneath you. They are literal scum. Don't let them look at you. And she like really brings this fascist blend of politics to the kingdom. The, the biggest <laughs> issue was the fact that Grimsby didn't notice anything I mean, even earlier, st- earlier in the week. Because- even still, Eric still is like in a trance and you can tell that he's just not he's not himself. Maybe it's very common in wedding parties in this kingdom for like the grooms to get really overwhelmed. And so they just kind of go into like a shutdown trauma response. (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle this. I'm just going to black out for the next 12 hours. (laughs) This movie has already tackled the, uh, the idea of body language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thoroughly. You can't underestimate it. You cannot underestimate. And so bringing the subject of body language into the subject of consent, body language counts as consent. He is not giving consent. His body language says no. And nobody's paying attention to that. Yeah. And you got to look for all the signals. I mean, this is a great time for that. It's like, okay, but like blink if you need me to cause a ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who sings the song, but (laughs) his mind is telling him no. But the ensorcelment is telling him yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it you would think that there'd be some sort of suspicion, especially yeah. from Grimsby. That would be like the person I'm really counting on. Yeah, and I think it's the responsibility also, in addition to people who are close to Eric, also the responsibility of this bishop. The point of vows is to consent, to declare, I do. Mm-hmm. You have to say it. Yeah, yeah. and like, like it, it should be, it, but you know, like it's very an agreement. So yeah. well, if you've seen Princess Bride, no, you have to say. Yeah. If you didn't I do. say it, you didn't do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so and like the, the purpose is is to express your consent, your agreement, your commitment, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and any bishop or priest or minister who is willing to marry a couple where one of them so clearly with their body language does not consent should be stripped of his ability to marry people because like, this is criminal. I think that's like some totally sort of archbishop shows up and he's like, hey, um, bishop, old guy, did you not notice that the groom was clearly under a magic spell? Like, did, did you just not open your, like, you're old, we're going to send you to a monastery somewhere. Just, <laughs> you'll <laughs> love it. You. There are field clearly you other bishops and Upstate. it's always sunny. <laughs> But you really can't handle the responsibility that you have right now. But instead of recognizing that he is incompetent in his job, no, they have him marry Ariel and Eric at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Same. You guy. gotta have 
they there's got to be some oversight and yep. clearly it's lacking this yeah it's lacking in this case where's the oversight on this minister nobody's sent a letter and been like hey i think he's getting old because yeah. as we'll see in the next minute the only two people who don't notice there's an attack are the bishop and eric Mm-hmm. well eric has an excuse <laughs> yeah the bishop does not like you're totally right Okay, so we've got Ariel and we've got the boat. We've still got Scuttle. That's the last chunk of this minute that we need to discuss. Yes. So let's let's hit it. What do, what do we have to say about Scuttle coming through for the team? He's pulling it off. I I have quite a bit actually. Do you think we should save it for tomorrow and and group it in with the attack? I or? I can I can because it's mostly about the animals he. So it's the same animals. Right, more or less. So there are can... some we see here that we don't that we don't see um, attack the ship, and there are some that attack the ship that we don't see here. I think we can maybe group the whole the whole attack, okay. including into including assembling the forces. Okay. What do you What do you guys think? Then I have one more thing. If if we're well, Rick and Julia, you good with with grouping the assembling the forces and the attack together tomorrow? I'm good with either or. Yeah. I'm loosey-goosey. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, and then I have one more thing that kind of involves both, both all, all three things okay. that, that covered in this minute, and it's just the sun and the placement of the sun. Okay. So um, you see, and I, I don't know ship terminology, so I'm just going to say right and left of the ship. Okay. From, if, if, if Eric and Vanessa are facing <laughs> the front front of the ship. Okay. The okay. bow. I was going to say prow. I think both of the. I don't know. I think I think they're both right. The bow is the front. Yeah, the, the port front. is left. Starboard is right. Stern is the back. Because we're okay, talking what? about Waterworld in our podcast. So right. stuff we've is had the, to learn. Is the aft also the back? Oh. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I should I know. So. Hold on. I grew port up on the water, but I don't know. Is left, left and starboard yeah. is Right. Yes. Yeah. Port Aft is, left. is at or near. Port and left are both four-letter words. Ah, ah, there you go. Okay, so I'm I'm only talking about left and, and right. So port <laughs> and starboard. Um, so we have we have a view from bird's eye. Yeah, as the down on the ship. Uh, down on the ship, and the it seems like the sunset you can't see the sun exactly but it seems like from the glow on the mm-hmm. on making the sea look like wine as julia mentioned yesterday um we have it seems like it's coming from port side okay that tracks okay we also have a view from ariel and flounder and it also seems like the ship is it's kind of like on the front of the ship but also to the port so yeah so that makes sense, right? Yeah. But then we have Vanessa, and she looks to the... Starboard. Star- starboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that super doesn't track all of a sudden, because tomorrow yeah. the sun's going to definitely set on the starboard side. Yeah. I would say, yeah. what I think of as think the starboard so. side. I think so. Based on angles and yeah. stuff. Yep, someone someone goofed that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely screwy. Yep, that got away from him. Yeah. I guess maybe 
maybe doing this movie by minute was a bad idea. Maybe was- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it now. <laughs> I think I think we'll let it pass. Um, because I never thought about it till now. But as soon as you said, it's like, hey, uh, the sun. And I was like, started thinking about it. I was like, wait a second. Ariel definitely climbs up the starboard side. And then it sets behind her. So but maybe the ship is just spinning in a circle now. Like they got it into position. And now <laughs> it's just like, okay. And spin, spin, spin. <laughs> that would explain how Ariel and Flounder caught up to it. Like the helmet yeah, just went out to a certain, a certain point. point. And he yeah. just said, okay, Turned we're around. good. And then he's like, activate it's... autopilot. And he stepped away, but there's no autopilot. <laughs> Why it's, is it? Why is this? Yes, Why is this wedding is. happening on a boat? Is this just to get into international waters? <laughs> Can they not legally be married at the palace? Vanessa probably had something to do with it because... She just wanted to get farther away from Ariel? Yeah, and uh, Ariel, Ariel wasn't invited. Did you yeah. guys Have you guys talked about that at all? About why Ariel wasn't on the ship? Yes, Whether we talked about that. Whether voluntary or if she was not invited. At the beginning of the week. And why she was yeah. alone on the dock. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, it's super weird. It's depressing. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's sad. That's the purpose of it. Yeah, because yeah. they don't talk a lot about this day in the context of the movie. They, yeah. they gloss it, over it. It definitely makes sense that Vanessa Ursula would want it to be away from Ariel. Because, well, also she would want it to be in the middle of the sea so that she can, like, go back into the water quickly. Which doesn't track with my book, but still. Yeah, because, like, why in the world does she want to get married to him anyway? She could just get him away from Ariel for yeah. the rest of the day. Like, that might have been easier than, like, oh, we'll do a wedding. Yeah, at this <laughs> point, she doesn't control. have to marry him. She just has to let the sunset. Like, yeah, that was the and... whole point of seducing him anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, like, why even do a wedding? It's kind of a weird decision. All yeah, right. why not a run away with me? Yeah, trip. it's like, I just like, need to make him disappear for a day. Yeah. Like, let's get away and get to know each other before we get married. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like normal know. people do. I mean, heck, when Eric went on a date with, with Ariel, it was the whole day in the village and then an evening in the lagoon. So all she had to do is like, let's go on a date. Show me the village. Okay. Like, that's going to take the whole day. Yeah. yeah. We've seen it happen. And he's ensorcelled anyways, so what does it matter at all? He could be in the palace with Ariel. Ariel can't really do anything about it with Mm -hmm. just Eric. She would have to do something about it with Vanessa. And if Vanessa makes herself unavailable, then then she can't do anything about it. Yeah. This is a poor plan. She really set set herself up for failure. Because yeah. also, Classic if she's in the town, if she's in the town, dolphins aren't going to spit water on you. But that's mm-hmm. getting into tomorrow, so <laughs> don't want to get too far. Ursula loves drama, and what is more that's, dramatic than a wedding? Yes, very that's true. Fair. Very that is super true. Fair. Why distract a guy when you can just marry him? <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird way to approach it. <laughs> but if they had soap operas under the sea. Ursula would watch all of them. She would have yes. underwater TiVo to record mm-hmm. all of the shows on the different channels. That way she can catch up with all of them. And she would listen to all of the underwater recap shows that talk about those soap operas. Yeah. She'd be all about it. Yeah. But we will get more into preventing the wedding and the, the dolphins and everything tomorrow. We're saving that up. 
So for today, that's all we have for you listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre, and you can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you can also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all the Dueling Genre productions. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email at DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. And our guests can be found at madmaxminute.com which has links to all of our social media stuff to boot so it's just one website takes care of everything great we want to thank nick english for our cover art and scott tofty for our theme music and until next time listeners thank you for making us part of your world